0: Hey DT fam, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about an awesome show on our network pleasure podcast that's called Multi Amory Podcast. You're about to hear Emily from Multi Amory in one of our upcoming episodes. This podcast is all about exploring the ins and outs of non traditional relationships, like we do, wink wink. Whether you're curious about polyamory, open relationships, or just want to approach your monogamous relationships more intentionally, Multi Amory has got you covered. But what really sets this show apart is its commitment to providing research-backed relationship advice and communication tools that apply to all relationship styles. The hosts are dedicated to helping their listeners build and maintain healthy, fulfilling relationships. And they've got the expertise to back it up. Tune into this 10-minute clip. Let us know what you think.
1: On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about 50 ways to handle jealousy. This is the question that pretty much every polyamorous or non-monogamous person gets asked. How do you deal with the jealousy? And this is not even unique to non-monogamy or polyamory at all. Jealousy can come up in monogamous relationships, even in friendships or any number of different relationships, but we do always tend to get the question if we're non-monogamous. So when
2: I wrote this episode and specifically the title of this episode, I was very intentional with my choice of words of calling it 50 ways to handle jealousy. So not cope with jealousy, not manage your jealousy, not tame your jealousy, not deal with your jealousy. I suppose that in my mind, I wanted it to be a little bit more positive, like animal handling, you know, we handle Mm. the animal, Mm. we're gentle. And we're compassionate, but we're also in control yeah. at the same time. We do have proficiency that, in animal the,
1: handling. So that's great.
2: Yeah, right. It put a lot of points into that. So that's the image that I wanted for all of these things is that this isn't about trying to crush it or trying to cram it into a little box mm-hmm. or trying to find the pill that I'm going to take that's going to eliminate and cure all of my jealousy. It's about handling it.
0: I think it's interesting that you say the word control as well, because when you're in really heightened emotional moments, that control sometimes feels like the first thing to go out the window. Your cognition is low, your ability to put yourself back into one piece is low, and I think that's why episodes like this are so important, because... It can be difficult to know like which tool to grab and if you have 50 at your disposal, not that you're going to take every single tool that we give you but the ones that really resonate with you I think it's important to be able to go and say okay I'm going to try this see how it works because I want to be able to get back to a place of not feeling such intense emotion that causes me to potentially react in a negative way or feel really awful for a longer period of time, it can bring us back to that moment of peace and control and being able to feel good again in the moment. So we divided this big list of 50 into four different sections. First, we're going to do tools for your brain. Second, we're going to do tools for your body. Third, tools for your relationships. And fourth, tools for your heart and soul. So
2: without further ado, let's get into talking about tools for your brain. So these are specific tools for if you're someone where your feelings of jealousy tend to be very cognitive. So they can manifest as repetitive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, thought spiraling, you know, inability to focus on anything else. So if that's you, you might consider trying some of these things. So tool number one, I highly recommend writing out your toolkit ahead of time. So what that looks like is when you're not in a moment of intense feelings or intense jealousy, taking the time to sit down and write out what are the things that do tend to help me when I'm feeling intense emotions, right? Uh, Or you could just like save this podcast episode or consult the transcript, right? Something that I've done in the past is also categorizing my own personal tools, you know, including like, okay, these are kind of my own ground rules for my own behavior. These are the tools that I know tend to work for me. And then these are like the break glass in case of emergency, I'm like really freaking out. And these are the things that I can turn to again, having this written down and accessible ahead of time so that when emotions are high and cognition is low, you have something else to turn to, you're not relying just on your own power to whip out something and make a decision about what you're gonna do and what's gonna help you.
1: Yeah, being proactive instead of reactive is always so helpful. Number two is to do a journal dump. And y'all know that I like to talk about journaling a lot. (laughs) Uh, cause for me, when I get caught up in those thoughts, they're just, you know, going around and around and around in my mind. And sometimes, sometimes I'm not even totally aware of what they are because they're just kind of cycling in the background. And so doing, you know, just doing journaling where you're just writing down whatever's in your head, there's not really a structure or a goal to it. It's more stream of consciousness or train of thought. It could be writing as if you're explaining it to someone else. It could just be notes for yourself. Whatever it is, just the point is that you're putting it down on paper. And I find it's best to write it by hand. Although if for you typing or something like that works better, that's certainly helpful too. Number
0: three is mind mapping. This is something I believe we've talked about in previous episodes, and it's kind of similar to journaling. So mind mapping can kind of help you to map out in an artistic fashion, like, linearly what is going on in your brain. And it doesn't even need to be linear. It can just be whatever the heck is going on. You know, draw something that feels angry. Draw something that exposes, you know, what happened to you in the past that may be leading you in a certain direction with what's happening at this particular moment
1: in time. It can be whatever. Now, there's also because mind mapping is something that's used in like project planning or life organization. There's also a lot of apps out there for doing this where you basically have all the different bubbles that you put text in and connect them with lines. That's essentially what the mind map is in that way. There's also a fun VR one I played with where you Whoa. actually with your with your like VR goggles on can like place items and then you speak and it does the microphone to transcribe and then you can link them up and kind of walk around through your mind map that's maybe a bit overboard but hey it might help distract you from what you're worried about if you're trying to build your (laughs) vr mind map
2: wow Um, so tool number four is called just the facts ma'am sir ma'am sir non-gender specific person title person (laughs) Uh So and this is this can be a journaling prompt as well. And it's writing out what the situation is with zero value judgments, writing it out the way a reporter or a scientist might. So this exercise helps to discourage you from any catastrophizing that you may want to put into the situation, any coloring with your own emotions, the sense of like, oh, they're totally, you know, they're gonna leave me or I'm horrible and unlovable. Like it's literally just writing out what is happening. And that may not like fix all of your emotions about it, but it can help to create a little bit of distance and maybe even make the situation seem a little bit less big and overwhelming.
0: This is something my therapist does a lot with me. And just because our our emotions color our perceptions so much. And We may be feeling really down on ourselves, and then therefore we spit out a thing that we think is a fact, and it in fact isn't. It's just our perception of maybe the situation that occurred, and I love the idea of really getting very granular and writing down facts about something, and seeing, oh, okay, actually, did they ever say this thing about me? Have they ever, you know, noted that they dislike this thing about me in the past, or whatever, or you know, if it's a jealousy situation, did they ever say that this person was better at this thing than I am? Not necessarily. So yeah, that, that kind of helps to alleviate all of those stresses potentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I definitely had a a therapist who would do that a lot to me Mm. when I would be worried about performances. Like if I played a show or something I'd be like, I think everyone disliked it. And she'd say, huh did they tell you that? Like, how do you know that? And kind of would point (laughs) out like, I don't actually have evidence for it. I was just worried, but yeah, it Mm -hmm. was, was definitely helpful. Uh, number five on our list here is called the unique list. And so this is to write down all of the things that are great, special and unique about you without qualifying them. So without saying, I mean, it could be better, but, but like, but you know, i I think I'm okay at this or, you know, maybe I'm not as good as so-and-so, but like, but maybe I'm good at this. Not
2: as good as I used to be five years ago. Right.
1: Right. Any number of things. And so what's interesting about this exercise is one, it can be surprisingly challenging to do, uh, but take comfort in the fact that you're making this list not to show to anybody, right. You're not creating your dating profile, or your resume, and putting these on there. Although maybe it's good practice for things you could put on those later. Uh, But you know, it's just this list for yourself. And to kind of be aware of if you're writing something and you feel like a little bit weirdly uncomfortable while you're writing it, that might be an indication there's something there. And there actually might be a lot of truth to it. And that's kind of why you get that feeling of like, I feel weird to even say this could actually be because it's so true.
0: There you go, guys. That was a preview of another show in the Pleasure Podcast Network called Multi Amory. Tune in every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts to find them.